If you've listened to any recent episodes of the Vincast, no doubt you would have heard me talking about the fantastic iPhone app Venus, which recognizes any wine with just the snap of a photo. It's a fantastic way for people to log and share the wines that they're enjoying, but it is a fantastic way for businesses to tap into a very quickly growing network of wine lovers in Australia and New Zealand. All you need to do is go to www.getvinus.com forward slash vincast and a producer or retailer can download the app, log on, and you can actually start looking at what people are enjoying, comments they're making, what they're rating, uh, and maybe even where they might be buying wines. You can also get access to what wine professionals or very engaging wine lovers might be sharing and and why uh, Venus users or even people on other social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook and Instagram might be engaging with those opinion leaders. So I do suggest everyone jumps on board and start communicating with other wine lovers like yourself and just help Venus continue to change the way that we enjoy wine. Hello there, Vincasters, and welcome to another episode of the Vincast, the second one for 2015. My name is James Gersbrook, otherwise known as the Intrepid Wino, and here we are, episode number 36. Um, very excited to be pushing forward in 2015. Uh, like I've said, I've got some really exciting uh, guests coming up on the show, both uh, in Australia and overseas. So I really do suggest you stay tuned, um, jump onto iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe. And whilst you're there, please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help me um, by getting the message out to other wine lovers such as yourselves. Now, um, we are in the midst of summer here in Australia, um, heading into uh, autumn. Obviously, there's going to be vintage, but there's also lots and lots of fantastic food and wine events going on. Uh, and if you are based in Melbourne or Sydney, uh, I do suggest a fantastic resource, which is a essentially it's a blog called What's Up Buttercup. And it has uh, all the information about food and wine events going on in those two cities. Uh, it's got a really fantastic calendar of events. Um, and it's really great way to, to make sure that you're not missing out on any of those beautiful uh, food and wine events, um, such as the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, which is coming up at the end of February, first week of March. So for my, uh, for my second guest for 2015, I invited a friend of mine who I've known for a few years. I met him in Italy, in fact, in Sicily, whilst I was traveling. His name is Jacopo Cosater. Uh, he's based in Perugia, originally from Verona, and he is one of the most prominent uh, wine bloggers in Italy and uh, writes a lot about what he considers to be very authentic sort of lo-fi wines. And he was actually here in Australia for a couple of weeks over New Year's in the first week or so of uh, of January and visited Sydney and Melbourne. And I was lucky enough to show him around to a few places. We visited uh, the wonderful winery out in the Yarra Valley, Bobar, which was fantastic to introduce him to that wine. And we also um, went to Bray for dinner, which was a really singular experience. So we had a chat about his background, um, how he came upon um, loving these particular kinds of wines, how he got involved with the blogging and the writing. And um, also we talked about his upcoming fantastic publication called Settembre, which is uh, an English 
um, it's written in English, but it's about Italian wine written by Italians. So looking forward to that. Um, hopefully about halfway through the year. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, please do engage on um, Twitter, Facebook, uh, even Instagram, and get in touch with me if you have any questions or um, just if you just like if you enjoy the podcast. But um, I hope you enjoy, and um, I'll see you on the other side. Jacopo, thank you so much for joining me and uh, welcome to Australia. Uh, you've been in, in Sydney and Melbourne and the surrounds. How have you enjoyed your time so well, far? Well, first of all, thank you very much for being for, for having me here. Uh, it's really an honor. Um, well, what can I say about Australia? This is a, a wonderful trip. This is a wonderful country. Uh, we, we've been in Sydney for a week and it was terrific. And we just arrived in Melbourne. Mm. And I, I look forward to, to showing you a few more places before yeah, you sure. have to head uh, back very too soon. Not enough time in Australia, I have to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's difficult. Uh, I would like to thank you also for bringing us yesterday uh, in some bars, you know, and starting us to know uh, these new Australian producers. Yes. I was very curious about it, you know, because I've heard about it. I, 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 I read about it. Mm. about them but uh, well I think it's um, impossible to drink them in Italy so you 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 sent me a, a link to an article written by uh, uh, Giovanni Bietti yes Giovanni um, yes who who came for Rootstock Sydney yes. uh, in Last 2014 year. and so he wrote about some of the Australian producers who were represented there and and how the 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 wine revolution is changing and so obviously some of the people I've had on the podcast are also very engaged in this. And so you, you said how, you know, excited you were to try some of these wines. So it was uh, an opportunity. Uh, it was a fantastic opportunity to take you to some of the, the new really cool wine bars in Melbourne, yeah. places that I love to go to myself mm -hmm. uh, and show you some of these wines. So, you know, hope, hopefully I can show you a few more before you leave. Sure. I'm um, so we met uh, in 2012, um, you know, when I was on my, a uh, great tour of uh, of the world you know yeah. and, and in of all places we met in uh, in Sicily in uh, in Vittoria at Ariano Kipinti yes yes and um and you know i have cherished you know the the friendship that we have maintained since then and have i've had the opportunity to visit you, you know, several times you know that uh, i can remember if uh, that was the first time you mentioned uh, the idea of having a podcast maybe, know, maybe. in marsala maybe 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 I don't know. Oh, you God! Usually I remember that kind of thing. It's possible. Yeah. I think because because even then I'd started listening to podcasts, so I kind of I like. And you know, as much as I enjoy writing and reading, um, I enjoy speaking much more. You know, who doesn't like the sound of their <laughs> yeah, own <sure>. voice? <laughs> um, and and so you know, it, it's I previously, if you hadn't already seen it, I interviewed you. Uh, in, you know, I wrote uh, an interview about you on my blog and, and you wrote an interview, uh, with me, um, for Intravino, yes. um, which, sure. which is a very, very popular, very sometimes controversial, um, a communal wine blog in Italy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you're finally here in Australia. <laughs> So tell me, um, obviously, you, you know, we've discussed this in the past, but um, you're not necessarily from a wine background yourself. You're from Verona originally? Yes, I'm from Verona. So from, I was born in Veneto, but I moved very quickly when I was a 
18 actually to Umbria, where I live, eh? where I live now in mm -hmm. Perugia, mm -hmm. for studying in uh, communication and media. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, uh, it was in Umbria where I I fell in love with wine. You know what? What, uh, did, what did you fall in love with about Umbria first? Was it the wine or was it Laura? No, the wine. I met Laura <laughs> after. <laughs> um, uh, as many uh, other Italians, I started my path uh, with the sommelier course. Sure. It's very popular in Italy to, <clears throat> to, to have that kind of course, which is a three, le three levels course. And everything started there. I mean, can you remember what it was that it kind of interested you about wine? You know, do you remember, was it a particular wine you tasted or a favorite no, uh, wine I, bar? It's, it's, yeah, it's very hard to say. To? A lot of, a lot of reasons. Probably one of these is, um, it's because of a restaurant. It's okay. uh, it's a, a very young place I used to frequent uh, to, to go at, at that time in 2002, to, in 2002 probably. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that restaurant, I, I, I started to try several different wines. Sure. From several different regions. Sure. And so, uh, you know, wine by wine. Is, is the concept of a sommelier very common in Italy? Yes. It is very common. So there yeah. is, there, there's, it, it's common for someone to do that to raise responsibility. Um, in different ways. Sure. You know? Because uh, uh, um, a sommelier is, of course, the, the, the sommelier role in the restaurant. Yes. But you can, it's very popular to be a sommelier and having another work. So just for passion. So, so in Italy, um, compared to, for example, in Australia, yeah. so maybe there isn't necessarily an association with working in a restaurant. Exactly. So you can study and you can get a qualification for As a sommelier. Without but, working. Yeah. So it's a little bit more about your, uh, you have expertise in exactly. wine. Exactly. Okay. And so you, you took the course uh, and you discovered more and more. Um, what kind of fueled your passion? What, what interested you about the wine that made you want to learn more? Oh, this is hard to say. Uh, in 2007, I started my, my own blog. Mm -hmm. And probably that, that um, is my key moment in why. And what was the reason to start the yeah. blog? Uh, because I, it was like a, a diary for me uh, to, to track my... My like, okay. Track wines you tasted yeah. or track your thoughts? Probably if I, if I was born later, probably I didn't uh, open a blog because there's Vivino now. Yeah, I mean, I, I I opened the blog just for writing notes about the my 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 testing notes. Sure, you know? sure. But but did you want? Did you think about people reading them and and being interested? And in yeah, later, like a year later, and uh, so I I put in the blog more and more um, content. Yep. Okay, exactly. so you, you talked more about the producer exactly. or about the vintage, exactly. that kind of thing. Okay, then interesting. And um, did you find uh, you had interest in particular kinds of wine um, early on? or No, no. no. It, it was a slow evolution? Very slow, absolutely. Okay. Sure. Did you have the opportunity to travel? Did you enjoy visiting wineries? Uh, uh... Not at, at the beginning. I mean, uh, at the beginning, I was very, I don't want to say stupid, but uh, probably I was very unexperienced. Naive? 
yeah naive so yeah. i was i was uh, i pretending I, i pretend to i was pretending to just open the bottles and drink the wine and understanding it mm -hmm. and of course i was wrong sure uh, but that kind of understanding only comes from experience yeah of course it takes time Of course. You know, when, for example, when I met you in, in Sicily and then even afterwards when we met in Perugia and you took me to some producers, uh, you know, not far from, you know, in Umbria, in uh, Montefalco and uh, Spoleto, um, I still was very, very closed minded without realizing it about wine. I had uh, a very limited experience and my knowledge of Italian wine, although it's still very good for someone, particularly not from Italy. Um, I had no idea about this other world, you know, of yeah. these very traditional wines and, you know, what some people would consider to be natural wines. You know, I think people will, will notice that I've had, many people on who you know have this very strong connection with uh, natural wines but i was very naive i remember writing like after we visited um Bea in uh, montefalco yes. i i wrote about my experiences and i quite stupidly said oh you know this you know orange wines are natural wines and yeah, i sure. said oh and you know the most famous place is a jura in france because that's just what i'd heard i had no idea no experience at that point i'd never even tasted wines from jura and um i actually had uh someone who you know is probably one of the most you know ex experts on jura wine wink lorch she actually commented and she said You know, like the jurors, the tiny amount is natural and they yeah, don't really sure. do lots of skin contact orange wines. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry. That's just what I've heard. Um, you know, and I, and I think back to that and I, and I cringe with embarrassment because it's like, Oh, what a stupid thing to say. Okay. Let's talk about Umbria, for example. Now I'm, I'm working with a, with a guide in Italy and I'm, uh, in particular, I, I'm caring about Umbrian wines, sure. but I'm so far from understanding, from, from really understanding the, the, the soul of Umbrian wines. I'm yeah. trying, of course. Yes. Um, what, tell me, what, what's sort of so distinctive about Umbrian wines? Obviously, you know, there are many different areas. You know, you go to Orvieto, which is very different to... Umbria uh, has, um, um, as a particular issue, if you can call it, in that way um, that uh, nobody knows him very well everybody knows Toscana everybody knows Chianti Brunello Vino Nobile di Montepulciano a lot of people knows Montepulciano d'Abruzzo mm -hmm. okay and Umbria is just okay something in the middle there mm -hmm. so uh, this is probably um, uh, this is something uh, difficult for Umbrian producer producers to communicate to communicate of course but uh, you can find in umbria a lot of vitality a lot of producer experimenting mm -hmm. and trying to do something new with traditional varieties like Trebbiano spoletino like chile giolo di narni mm -hmm. which for example are two varieties that um, uh, had a very ex explosion in in the last three four six years Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if this phenomenon is possible in a region more structured, more, more, more famous, more, more. I don't know, like with more tradition yeah. and rules and regulations. For example, take the Sagrantino. Yes. Okay. 
Sagrantioni Montefalco is a very interesting, uh, how can I say, uh, case of study. Yes. Because everything happened in just 10 years. Yes. 15 years. Now, the way I understand it, before that, the, the, the wine from this area was a sweet wine. Yep. Sagrantino di Montefalco, uh, born sweet. Yes. Then, at the end of the 70s, the first producer tried to make it uh, uh, a dry wine. Dry, dry, dry wine, yeah. yeah. And then, in at mid 80s, Uh, they had the first, uh, you know, recognition by the press, uh, sure. uh, blah, blah, and in well, particularly in this time, you know, there was a, a thirst for wines that were very big and very exactly. dark and during powerful, the 90s, and Sagrantino so, was one of the most tannic varieties. Exactly. So during get. the 90s, uh, a lot of people invested in the Montefalco area. Yes. Uh, or, not only from Umbria, but From of course, of course. The whole Italy. Yeah. And this is a this is this decade. Uh, I mean, the next decade will be the most important decade for for Sagrantino, which sure. is the decade of the maturity. Of yeah? course, of course. So the vine, many a, of the vines are now yeah. mature, and many now more experienced winemakers. Yeah. Now I think it's a very vibrant period for Sagrantino because sure. you can find uh, in that area a lot of expression different expressions uh, a lot of valuable when making yes uh, okay interesting it's very exciting um when did you start to get a little bit more attention and, and notice people were reading and maybe commenting on your blog uh, as i said uh, uh, i just uh, <laughs> one day uh, i i I just opened Google Analytics, you know, and and I figured out that okay, there was people reading it. Yes, actually, and yes. that was like a whoa. <laughs> and so this is it. What do you think people were uh, interested in? Why? What do you think they enjoyed people, reading your people blog? People was no, I don't know. People was reading it because they were they were looking for a particular wine through Google. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on my blog, I, I noticed that sometimes. Yeah. In fact, yeah. you know, um, uh, when I was traveling and writing, I tried to give a kind of a funny name for each entry, you know, depending on where I yeah, was. Sure. And uh, for my entry for Masala, I actually took a quote from uh, uh, a cult Australian film uh, called Chopper. Really? It's, very, it's a very small moment, very innocuous, but... Uh, Chopper and his girlfriend are in a, uh, a club and the owner of the club offers offers them to get, a, you know, can I get you a drink? And she asks for masala and coke. Really? Yeah, because this was, a, you know, kind of a popular drink back in the 70s yeah, sure. and 80s. And um, and his response is masala and coke, good choice. Yeah, I love. Do you know Mad Men, the series? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of there's course. a moment in the first season or the second, maybe. Yeah, uh, and where they ask for Chianti at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. But but I get I get many visitations for my to my blog. Because of people are putting in masala and coke into yeah, Google, sure. and they come, you know, to my blog. It's so funny, and I <laughs> and I say. Wow, I don't know what they're expecting. <laughs> There must be kind of oh, masala is a place. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and and 
when did you start to have the opportunity to what like what were you doing whilst you were writing your blog were you, Sorry? you were working yeah i was work, uh, i was actually working in milan in the restaurant industry industry as a pr sure so in, in that period i i discovered a lot of uh, interesting producers due to a friend of mine which is very which has had a very strong uh, you know consciousness about artisans mm. and, and uh, territorial so, so wines yes. he 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 would introduce yeah. you to, to yeah. interesting thanks wines to him and... thanks to thanks to him it was 2007 and 2008 i tasted uh, some of the wines i i love uh, today mm. Mm. have prices changed since then no not so much really mm. oh. Awesome. That's that's such good news. Um okay, so you so you moved from Perugia, you know, to Milan or did you live anywhere else? No, never. So um what brought you back to Perugia? Uh well, my ex my work experience just finished and mm -hmm. I was I I I didn't know what to do with my life. Uh I mean, uh, uh I didn't want to stay in Milan because uh Uh, I I I didn't have the energy to to start over a new job there, so I said, okay, I can go to Perugia where la where my my wife, your uh, now now wife, my, my now wife <laughs> used to live, and with intention to to spend the summer there, mm -hmm. and well, I stayed there. Okay. I, I, I yeah, I knew people. We we start a business there. So, well, what was the business? Um, we opened a, an open space office uh, that we used to that used to be like an art gallery and a space event and a co-working place. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is I just uh, quit that space uh, a few months ago. Oh, really? Um, and and what what led you to to, to leaving this? What what? No, no, it, it was just an a finished experience, you know. Okay. Um, for no particular reason. So tell me, tell me about years. how how you got the opportunity to contribute to Intravino, and tell me tell me a bit about what Intravino is. Oh, Intravino is a project born in 2009. Uh, uh, from the beginning, from the start, mm -hmm. it began the the most popular blog in Italy, like immediately, you know, because because of the the way of talking about wines yes and uh, of course now things are, are different because uh, there are many blogs many there are many projects on wines mm -hmm. so intravino is a voice but it remains one of the most important voices in italy mm -hmm. and in uh, all started because in 2010 probably uh, they asked me to cover an event i was going to an event related to Lambrusco, mm -hmm. if I can remember well. And they just asked me, do you want to write a, a post on that event? And mm. everything starts okay. there. What is the idea behind Intravino and, you know, and why did it be, was it so immediately popular? Because, you know, uh, before Intravino, uh, wine was very boring. I mean, <laughs> not really. Wine or wine communication? No, wine communication, of course. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, people was just you know, writing about wines, about producer, about points. Mm. Okay, mm. which is okay, of course. But we started to to they not me they 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 started to 
to to write about you know the colors about uh, new producers about uh, you know everything change yeah yeah i find that uh, very traditional one media one communication doesn't want to change and in doesn't fact, want to write about change in fact you mentioned natural ones before i think uh, 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 the internet and in particular the blog phenomenon yes was uh, very important to communicate natural wines because everything in italy happened probably uh, from 2004 which is a key date because in 2004 There was the first edition of Villa Favorita, which is uh, one of the most important uh, uh, natural fairs in Italy. Yes. And th 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 the, the, uh, in 2004, uh, that was just one, you know. And so uh, 2004 is also the year of the first wine blogs in Italy. Yes. So uh, the blogs in the, in the following years started to, to tell stories about those producers, you know. Mm. So you, you've you've managed to in years you've been involved with wine establish some very good very close connections with some producers. Tell me about some of your the, your favorite your your good friends who are who are making some beautiful oh, wines. Wow, it's hard to say. Um, I uh, I really like um, some some artisan producers, which are some are just guys, some not, to Cariano Chipinti, for example, in Sicily. But the, the Camillo Donati, we, we talked about Camillo before, and uh, Camillo is not so young, I mean, but it's mm, a very mm. close friend. So sure. uh, I just like uh, they, they way, their way of making wine and uh, their way of communicating their... Terroir? They not terroir, but their territory, their their varieties, their philosophy. Yep. Okay. Um, now you, uh, I, when I stayed with you, I saw this very beautiful cellar you have underneath. You know, in the <laughs> you know, underneath your apartment. Um, you know, and you have a, a very beautiful collection. You know, what for you? What was 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 there a wine that you tasted and just went wow? Like, like the heavens opened and you realized that wine could be something truly, you know, spectacular and ethereal. And uh, um, I have a, an example. And when I first visited, do, 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 it was the first time for me visiting Gravner this year mm -hmm. because I, I visited lots of producers in the Collier region, yes. through Venezia Giulia. Yes. But uh, once in Gravner, I, I don't know how to say it. I probably underst I, I understood so many things mm. about others' producers too. Mm -hmm. So this is an example. Yeah, okay. Um, now, more recently, you have uh, made this very important decision that you wanted to launch your own wine publication yes tell me tell me about uh, your plans the idea behind settembre 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 and the subtitle is a wine journey in italy mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's very simple because my feeling is that abroad um, there's so many so much space for uh, telling 
stories about Italian wine, yes. uh, about Italian producers. Yes. Um, things are going better and better, of course, mm-hmm. but there's so much space because uh, the, commu- the wine communication about Italy is uh, has been related for years just at points or, mm-hmm. you know, awards and that kind of things. And I think there's some, there's, it's important to, to talk, to, to write, to, to, to do things about the stories. Yes. So the wine producers, about the terroirs, about the, the region, about uh, a lot of Italian stuff. Because we don't, we don't want to talk about <clears throat> only wine. We want to talk about Italy through wine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, I don't know, but probably in the first number, in the first issue, there will be um, a focus on Venice and uh, its uh, Bacari, which is the, the Venetian name for the bars. Yes. We, we, which uh, uh, serve uh, aperitivos. Is this where uh, um, a spritz was invented? Yes. <laughs> for example. <laughs> Now it's the most popular drink in Italy, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's very popular uh, in the north part of Italy. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the, the idea with Settembre is to have Italian stories written by Italians, but you want it to be for uh, a more international um, audience, so you know, it will be translated into English, yes? Exactly, yes. Okay. And uh, do you feel that it's, it's important because these, the kind of stories you are looking at are not being told even in Italy, let alone outside of Italy? You got the point. Uh, in Italy, maybe, but um, I'd like to, to, to tell that stories in a lateral way, uh, in, a, in, in my kind of way. Sure. So with my eyes. To engage. Yeah. And, and, and like I think that, you know, in general in wine communication, not necessarily in Italy, but, you know, everywhere, there is not enough kind of real um, personality in the writing. People are not giving their opinion enough. They're not talking about their own experiences. A lot of the time I, I think that articles about wine or stories about wineries are almost like a press release. They're almost, they could be written by the winery. Yeah, sure. They're no. talking about things that... Not this project. This yeah. would be very strong. Sure. Yeah. yeah. September will have a, a very strong voice. That's awesome. And you've engaged uh-huh. some different writers? Yes. Uh, I think the best way to tell a story is to catch the best writer who knows everything about the story. So my idea is to involve in this project uh, uh, some of, of the best and young, of course, mm-hmm. Italian wine writers. Sure. Uh, people, I mean, like me, people who, who see at the wine and like me and wants to, you know, People who, who have fresh eyes. Sure. That's awesome. Um, when, when are you looking to put this together and, and, and have it ready for the so first issue? The, the first issue is going to be released before the summer. This is the idea. For the European summer? For the European summer, sorry. Yeah, sure. the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Because uh, if, yeah, we actually happen to be recording on a day when I think it's about 40 degrees yeah. in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> very muggy. We are we are sweating. You can't hear it, but we are sweating a lot at the moment. <laughs> We're gonna be naked in minutes, probably. So. <laughs> well, let's not go too far. <laughs> no, I was joking. No, um, 
September will be biannual. Okay, so, so two, two issues per yeah, year. Yeah, two issues per year. And the first issue probably before the summer and the second before the winter. And um, yeah, if you, like you're looking for distribution, of course, you'd like it to go everywhere, certainly everywhere the English is, is spoken, yeah. uh, to, to really get the, the, this important, you know, these stories and it's, the personalities and the, the, the wineries. It's the interesting wine. because we, we got a lot of tension in Italy too. Yeah. So uh, initially uh, I, I hadn't think, thought about being... Uh, about selling maybe copies in Italy, but Italy, I think, will be a, a, a major market for us. Sure. You know, I think, you know, the more people involved in Italian wine who are promoting it, the, the better, you know, they, so they can talk to all of the, you know, if it's a winery, for example, they yeah, talk sure. to all their exporters and say, hey, you know, you need to get September. They're writing some really beautiful stories, this kind of thing. You know, it's very engaging and it's telling a nice perspective. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and you, were well, you planning on, uh, maybe you'll do some launch events, that kind of thing, maybe overseas? It's, it's very early to say that, um, because, uh, that's not my job. I have a partner, <laughs> no, really, I have a partner in this adventure and he's caring about the commercial things. Yeah. I'm more focused on the editorial side. You sure. Know? Of course. So we are thinking about a launching event, a big launching event, but we'll see it's mm. very early now. Maybe so, in Vinitaly too, there will be something. Yes, well, I'm obviously looking forward to, to seeing you there and, and maybe yeah. we can head to some of the other fairs as well. Villa yeah, Favorita, yes, this kind of absolutely. thing. Absolutely. So um, tell me, Jacopo, you know, you have experience with a particular kind of wine in, in Italy. If you, um, for, for any winemakers who are listening or people who'd like to make wine here in Australia, what what one piece of advice would you give to them to to kind of find their their own unique way of expressing? Mm, okay, I have two advices. Probably. Two. Okay. The first. A bonus. Uh, yeah, sorry. The first is to drink as many wine as possible. Yes. Because uh, I see um, the the more curious you are, the best your wine is. Yes. Uh, there's so many producers in Italy, you know, just, they don't drink. They're not curious. They're, they, they don't know what their neighborhood is, is, are doing. Yes. You know, and this is so bad. You yes. have to know your territory. You have to know wines. Oh, I've heard of many producers who only drink their own wine. Yeah. And well. It's very rare to, 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 to find a producer like this doing a great wine. Mm. It exists, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the second probably is um, to, uh, to try not to be similar to someone. Just to, you know, just try to be yourself. Mm. If is that possible in a... Which takes time, you know. We Sorry? are still young in Australia. We are, as far as winemaking, we're still very young. You know, we're we're still learning so much every day. But it's exciting. I think, um, you know, we 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 visited uh, some nice wine bars here in Melbourne yesterday, and I think someone said that the no, I think it was Josh, the the editor of uh, Alchemy. We we caught up for a drink with Josh, and he said that this is probably the most exciting time to be in Australia. Yeah, to, to, to I've try learned Australian wines. more 
uh, about Australian wines in two hours yesterday that were live. Really? Alive. Because I, I tested some exciting wines and, and wow. <laughs> you know? And experimental as well. Yeah, but this is the problem that in Italy it's impossible to find that kind of wine. And not, not, only, not only from Australia, but, all, but also from North America mm-hmm. and South America too. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful book called uh, New California Wine, written by John Bonnet, yeah. which, which is a California journalist. Sure. Uh, I love that book. That book, the thing is, uh, <laughs> oh, n- n- no, no, no wine is imported. In Italy, yeah. in France, in yeah. Germany, yeah. maybe in London, you can find something. Maybe in Germany, maybe in Germany, you might, maybe Switzerland, maybe. Uh, and the problem it's all about prices, you know, because yeah, yeah. yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, we are we are very very fortunate in Italy because we can afford to drink uh, wines uh, under ten euros. So mm-hmm. we have a very daily dimension in wine mm. wine is really something you kept on the table at lunch at dinner you know you can have always some bottles opened at mm. home mm. you can so uh, it's all about this maybe no yeah access to wine of course is, yeah. is very important and that's the other thing that is really great time in australian wine because there's more exciting uh, wines from overseas are being imported. Some really exciting importers here in Australia who are getting small quantities of some very, very amazing wines, very unique wines. From so, Europe, you? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, so it, it, that, I think this is a big uh, contribution to why winemakers are, you know, some winemakers are really experimenting and trying different things because they're introduced to these unique wines from Europe. So, yeah. Look, um, thank you so much for joining me, Jacopo. I really appreciate your time. Oh, wow. I, I, I thank you for, for <laughs> no, coming all you, the way really. here to Australia and to, to sit down on the podcast. I can't um, wait to be here again. Yes, uh, I look forward to it. And of course, I look forward to seeing you in a few months in Italy. Um, tell me, how can my listeners um, follow you? Um, oh, okay. And, and to, to then, you know, find out what's going to happen with September. Like, tell it's, me, are you on uh, uh, social media? Yeah, it's very simple because uh, my name is Jacopo Cossater and you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And, Always the same. Yeah. And from those accounts, you can reach my blogs mm-hmm. and all the news about September. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, Safe journey home. Thank um, you. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to, to having a lovely dinner tomorrow night at Bray, um, which is going to be I wonderful. I can't wait, of course. But probably more important, um, maybe we'll see some koalas. <laughs> thank you, James. And as always, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Vincast. I do hope you enjoyed my discussion with Jacopo. Um, as you can probably tell, he's a really lovely guy. And uh, if you did enjoy it, please let him know and um, make sure to follow him on the social media to make sure you don't miss out on any of the developments with Settembre. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IntrepidWino. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter, which was at the Vincast. Um, you can 
visit me uh, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash intrepidwino. Uh, and of course, come and visit me on my website, intrepidwino.com, which has all the previous episodes of the Vincast, as well as lots of other interesting things. And um, I do suggest re- obviously subscribing to the podcast on uh, iTunes or Stitcher. And um, if you do that, you'll obviously get the latest episode as it goes up. And if you could please like, uh, favorite, retweet, rate, review, anything you can do to help me grow the podcast will be greatly appreciated. But until next time, bye.